Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the interdimensional extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former MIBs. I'm your host, Moonwalker, and riding shotgun is my friend and co-host, Kevin the Grey. Beard. Now that the pleasantries are over with, let's get this probe probing. We don't often talk about our MIBism anymore, do we? No. This week's probe takes us to that old familiar place. California! And the year is 1954. Today we are going to be talking about the birth of Unarius, Academy of Science. Pardon? Unarius. Unarius? Unarius is a non-profit organisation. Oh, yes. Its goal is to advance a new interdimensional science of life based on fourth-dimensional physics principles. 4D! Before we get into that, let me introduce you to Ernest L. Norman. Oh. A child prodigy. What a name. And a psychic self-proclaimed psychic but psychic nonetheless i swear you always go for like the the shitty organization ones with a a weird child (laughs) yes they're my favorites (laughs) i like the people who shag aliens bet you do randy so not only a psychic though ernest also had i love that name i'm sorry Ernie. (laughs) ernest norman What's the L stand for? Lover? Do you know what? I actually don't know. He probably just stuck it in there to make him sound more formal, didn't he? Ernest Lover Lover <laughs> Norman. <laughs> Ernest Lover Norman. That's now his name. Yeah, my name Ernest Lover Norman. <laughs> yeah, man. Lover Lover. Mm. <laughs> See, Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, recorders. Ernest also had the ability to move objects with his mind. What? Already? You're jumping in on the, the hard side here, son. Starting to sound like he may be an indigo child. Yeah, absolute indigo child coming up here, isn't it? He would perform feats for his family and neighbours. The listed feats <laughs> are moving a heavy rabbit hutch using Archimedean principles and what? small logs. Okay. He built radios and would also win arguments with not only his parents, but also with teachers. So he was a smart-ass. Smart-ass magician. Child prodigy. Later in life, Ernest also became a lover lover. (laughs) Ernest the lover lover. He also became a scientist and an aeronautical engineer. Bloody hell, he's busy. These jobs were according to Ernest. (laughs) But the idea of the television tube was stolen from Ernest. What? Huh? What year was this? 1994. (laughs) So, this story takes place in 1954, but it doesn't say when that idea was stolen from him. Okay. And it's also him that says it was stolen from him. (laughs) I feel like you're fully behind, Ernest. 
I am. I can feel your passion. Ernest worked at a war plant and started to read palms, which then evolved. During World War II, a lot of women were left widowed. I know that's obvious. Don't come at me. He would tell grieving women about what had happened to their loved ones whilst at war. Crikey. He then left his job and started to give lectures about his own philosophy in theosophical churches. Mm -hmm. He would then go around the country speaking and continuing to help grieving widows. And it was on his travels that he met Ruth. Baby! Ruth! Baby! Right. Left. Dick. Head. Read your mind, bitch. So, a couple of things have occurred to me. One, we may as well call this chap Indigo Adamski. Two, Archimedean principles and small logs, I believe you mentioned, to move a rabbit hutch. I think that may be what they used in the past to move big slabs and heavy objects. So I was going to ask a question there. Have you ever seen those videos of that chap who... I can't remember if it was the Pyramids or Stonehenge. I've seen one or two. made a replica of like the blocks used in them and was moved them all around by himself with logs, basically. Kind of showing how it could be done. Yeah, and it was surprisingly simple so i was wondering whether that is what archimedean principles were that's exactly what i assumed it to be i mean i mean if i was using my proper detective hat i would have checked that but (laughs) i was at work (laughs) (laughs) i love how you're you're researching for the podcast at work (laughs) you're getting paid uh But it feels a little bit like overkill to go through those methods for a rabbit hutch. It was a heavy rabbit hutch. He was only a child. Was the rabbit in it? Was the rabbit okay? Did it survive? What if I said no? Then I feel like we should mourn the rabbit. Let's have a moment of silence for the rabbit. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I... I turned a little bit sour the moment you started talking about reading palms for people during the war. Meanwhile, I'm curious as to how old he was at that point. I'm assuming we're talking in the 40s. I think so, yes. So you said this takes place around the 50s. You've got to hope that he's an adult in the 40s at least. He is. I just can't remember when he was born, but I know when Ruth is born. Baby Ruth. Baby. So Ruth. Mm -hmm. Baby was the eldest of eight children and took, on, sex. <laughs> and took on jobs to help support the family. As she got older, she married and had a daughter. Now Ruth was a clever cookie. Good. Through her years, she managed and owned property, including a motel. When she met Ernest, it was love at first sight. They got on like a house on fire and were married within a few weeks of meeting and had both been devout new ages when they met. Anyway, before they met, they were both at a psychic convention in the 50s. At the same convention? At the same convention. Ruth was told by mystics at this convention 
that she was being followed by long bearded wise men. Wasn't me. Carrying books and that she would help bring these books in her future. Ernest was told this exact same thing by other mystics at the same convention. Bearing in mind they didn't know each other at this point. Yeah, but were these so-called mystics saying the exact same thing to everyone, taking a chance to hope one of them followed through on that? Meanwhile, this was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So once these gullible bastards heard that, they were then going to look for that to happen in their lives? No. You can't. <laughs> You've given me no evidence to back up that no. My word. Did this I, I just want to call him indigo did indigo, indigo Ernest, Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> did indigo indigo jesus did indigo jesus <laughs> did indigo jesus ernie pay these mystics to say that not that i'm aware of is this story coming from ernie's own account ernie no no is it ruth's account both okay so they're mm-hmm yep i'm gonna keep an open mind good continue mystics once they married in 1954 mm-hmm. they set about completing their mission yeah and started to write their books which were produced by ernest through channeling Ooh. channeling is a state of relaxed contemplation allowing thoughts images voices and messages to flow freely from a higher consciousness mm-hmm The first book is called The Voice of Venus. And Ernest claims that when channeling, he was channeling from a higher power. An alien power. God, I hope this isn't the same alien power that I've covered in a similar probe we haven't recorded yet. (laughs) Alright. Okay, let's have a look at... Is the... What the hell? The Voice of Venus. I'm looking at a front cover of a book called the voice of venus it looks um there's a big dome almost taj mahal-esque in the background with light sparkling off it almost kind of an indian art feel to it would you say yep i'd agree with that okay and i also have a picture of ernest a roof for you so you can finally put faces to the names excellent i'm expecting like a 25 year old kid with glasses checked shirt haven't really got an image for roof yet okay they're about 70 80 odd (laughs) slightly off the mark there so (laughs) ernie is looking like an mib he is in a black suit black tie white shirt about mid 70s i would estimate looking at him there roof on the other hand is a star child she's well they've both got this aura around them and there's stars in the background for a start so that might be why i'm going there with my mind but she looks about late 70s i would estimate pretend i don't know if that's her own hair or not but either way it doesn't really matter she's got kind of the the hair is down to her neck and wavy she looks like she's got a tiara but i can't quite make out if that's just the sparkle on top of her hair she's wearing a silver ish sparkly gown yeah it's and, like a dress and she's holding a, a magic lollipop <laughs> what even is that she's holding like a scepter yeah 
a very thin rod with a golden-esque circular bit on the end that I reckon she spanks Ernie with. So they're in the later years of their life, bless them. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, I think they're in their 50s. Uh, okay, so that's so, a picture of them later. Yeah, I have no idea when that picture was. Fair enough. So the first books had themes similar to early 50s contactees and metaphysical American religions. It wouldn't be long before they had dealings with other contactee groups. But Ernest wasn't fussed. He was more concerned with the spiritual aspect, not only on Earth, but the spiritual nature of other planets as well. Ernest received transmissions from Mars and Venus. Bet he did. I'm, I'm open. Which were the homes of great teachers and ascended masters. I'm open. And they described their cities to him. Cities on Venus? Ernest rarely mentioned spaceships, UFOs or flying saucers. But when he did, it was within words of warning. Residents of more spiritual worlds were concerned about atomic testing and responded by making their spacecraft visible and increasing contact with the people of Earth in order to attract attention. I feel like I've just gone cross-eyed. That was his warning. It's it's always atomic and nuclear stuff, isn't it? Always. Always. Absolutely always. But if there were alien species wanting a peaceful universe, that would actually make sense when you think about it. Plus, alien sight or UFO, UAP sightings are most frequently taking place, certainly today, around military areas. Now, that could be because military have better technology to detect these things, but equally it could be because they're checking out what we can do. Or, I mean, it could be other rival shady governments checking out what each other can do, but we won't go there because it's clearly aliens. I've just completely mind-sharted here. And also said it's clearly aliens. So, um, my, my main thought when you were going through that last section was Mars and Venus. Did people in the 50s... Considering how much technology had come on, like we've seen flying vehicles and whatnot in the last hundred or however many years, technology is moving quick. Did they not think that at some point we were going to be able to look, bearing in mind you had telescopes like several hundred years earlier, did they not think at some point we're going to be able to look what's on Venus and Mars and prove you wrong? No. Stupid fucking idiots. But I'm in. What if there is a reflective glass-like shield around Mars and Venus? So when we look, you know We'd how... We'd see our reflection okay, there, wouldn't we? Sorry, We'd see... not a reflective glass thing. But you know how in Black Panther, when you look over Wakanda, mm-hmm. Wakanda forever, you don't see the true Wakanda. You just see yep. trees and stuff. What if Mars and Venus had that technology so we're not seeing the true we've sent Mars probes there <laughs> once married they formed Unaris universal articulate interdimensional understanding of science that's a mouthful which is to teach the fourth dimensional science which incorporates New Age themes like karma, reincarnation, Yoga past sex. life memories, 
One of the central beliefs includes contact with the Space Brothers, otherwise known as Nordics, and a prophecy that predicts a mass landing of spaceships. Okay, that's very interesting. Space Brothers! And below is just a picture of a Unara center. Okay, so there's lots of centers. Or is this the only center? There is a picture of the Unaris center. Is it Unaris or Unarius? Because this image says... Hello, Unarius. This image would indicate Unarius, but I don't know how it's pronounced. Obviously, I'd never heard of this ship before. This wonderful, wonderful, glorious ship. So we've got a picture of what looks like a... Have you ever seen one of those larger charity shops that they've just got? They're usually quite a large upper, lots of glass windows where you can see in no real order to what's inside. It's kind of like that, if that gives you an image in your head. If not, no worries. So it says on the sign, Centre for the New World Teachings, Unarius Academy of Science, books, tapes, lectures. And there's a few pictures in the windows of, again, I'm seeing that Taj Mahal thing, I think. To me, it just looks like a typical 1980s American Shop. shop. Yeah. Or storefront. Yeah. Although this was one of their beliefs... Ernest continued to push his spiritual teachings as the key to personal development and also at one time said that flying saucer chasers are just another manifestation of people pursuing an escape mechanism. Okay, I'm going to have to jump in here because he's can't be a prophecy saying there's going to be a mass landing of spaceships essentially and now he's saying that that's just a manifestation is he chasing or is he waiting for them to come to him i'm very confused he's waiting for them to come to him i'm still very confused he says flying saucer chasers but he's 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 not chasing shit they're coming to him (laughs) all right indigo bitch this then gave way to the voice series of books which consists of seven books each plane has its own speciality have we covered something like this before? No. Unless you've written no, and we I, haven't. I don't know, to be honest. It's not. It's ringing a very vague bell. I've definitely not covered this exact thing, but it's sounding familiar. Okay. So the books and their speciality. The voice of Venus. Healing. The voice of Eros. Science. The voice of Orion. Education. The voice of Hermes, philosophy. The voice of Muse, the arts. The, vo- the voice of Unarius, leadership. And the voice of Elysium, devotion. In one book, there is talk of communication with Malvar of Venus. Sounds like a demon. Who then proceeds to give him a tour of the Venusian capital. It also describes Venusians as having an energy body and living on a higher vibratory plane, which we've discussed before. Mm, Yeah, we have. More advanced Earth dwellers are said to visit and study on Venus when they're asleep. Venus also has healing wards for human suicides, alcoholics, and the mentally impaired and similar human wreckage existing in Azure. These souls are then treated with positive energy and light to help them reincarnate with greater integration. In 1970, Ernest wrote another book 
called The Infinite Concept of Cosmic Creation, which is a compilation of 13 lectures given in 1956. During the years between their marriage and the culmination of the cosmic creation, both Ernest and Ruth claim to have been reincarnations of multiple famous people. Oh, piss off. Most notably, Jesus <laughs> El Savior Christ no. and Mary Magdalene. Of course they piss in do. You've just shit all over yourself there. <laughs> do you know, I had such a strong question in my mind. You've said that and it's just gone. <laughs> so you mentioned the voice of healing and science and whatnot. Was it the healing wards? Yeah, that's going to be my next point. Okay. But um, it was interesting to me, the voice of Unarius was leadership. Yep. So they're basically saying we're the leaders, egotistical pricks. But I'm open-minded. Yeah. So they're suggesting that people with substance misuse issues mm -hmm. and the mentally impaired go to Venus to heal. Yep. Well, what, I, what I didn't like is the fact that they killed them human wreckage. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm becoming that. quite unfun. That's very non-Jesus-like. I thought Jesus was accepting of all people. But they're Why only the reincarnations. To... Well, even so, like if you're reincarnated, you're the same soul, aren't you? So surely you should have the same soul. I'm I... a soul man. Yeah, I dislike <laughs> the... <laughs> the concept of thinking that everyone needs healing rather than accepting difference in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm with you there. And meanwhile, I revert back to my earlier point in that we can see the surface of Venus and there ain't no hospitals there. I've gone off Ernest, if I'm honest. I feel quite aggrieved by him on a personal level. Ernest, loser. Lover, lover. That was the only negative L word I could think of. In 1971, death befell Ernest. And the mission was continued by his wife, Ruth, and two other members of the group known as Subchannels helped her with the books. These two members are Thomas Miller and Louis Spiegel. Ruth, after a channeling event, which revealed to her a lifetime in which she lived in Atlantis, changed her name to Oshana. Okay, I don't know the story behind that, but I'm going to have to interject here just to ask one question. If she could remember a lifetime in Atlantis, I assume she could tell us where Atlantis is and we've now found it? Once <laughs> Oshana began channeling more and more, new messages started to come through. In 1972, the messages mentioned 33 worlds of an interplanetary confederation. Okay. Each of these worlds had problems, but by speaking with or communicating with Oceana, many of their problems were either solved or on their way to being solved. Why the... Oceana, the problem solver. Egotistical frickers. In 1973, Ushiana, with help, rapidly increased the messages from space she was getting, and she changed her name to Uriel. 
and became known as Uriel the Archangel. Oh no! This is said to be her higher self and stands for universal, radiant, infinite, eternal light. Then what's she going to become when she like evolves into Megatron? Uriel, when <laughs> Uriel went on to purchase 67 acres in Jamal, California in November 1973. This was to be the landing site for the Space Brothers. Who was it now? In 1974, Uriel redefined the Unarian mission and introduced the concept of the Interplanetary Confederation and the prophecy of 33 starships, with her playing the role of emissary that unites the Confederation. The landing date was revised and eventually it was settled to be 2001. I'm very pleased that you've given me a concrete date. And below, I have a video for you. Okay, before I watch the video, can I just raise or ask that she purchased above 60 acres of land where'd she get all the money from um she owned property and ran business before she met um nice. Ernest. like i said she was a clever cookie mm-hmm. she was an eccentric cookie i'll give you that and yeah i'm, I'm excited for the discussion that we're going to get into around the 2001 landings but let's check this video you've given me graves friends <laughs> there will be 33 starships she's got a lovely voice various planets and she looks like dame edna to earth and land on unarius property that i have purchased 15 years ago for this very purpose these ships, starships, will land, and they have been built to all interconnect. Like this model you see behind me, they have been built so that they what? all interconnect. That was just a stack and of when they are rings. Uh, descended, they will land, and it will be <laughs> a permanent structure on the oh, world. Well, she's got the shakes. All over the she's world nervous. Study and learn, and each ship will be loaded with 1,000 passengers from each world. So that means we'll have 33,000 what you call aliens. To me, they're my beloved advanced brothers and sisters from these other worlds. I am very familiar with all the people who will come. I have been working with them for many, many thousands of years. Who used to say aliens these have gender? Have hmm? been builded of crystal and gold Bullshit. Eternally, they will not deteriorate, nor will age uh, ruin them in any way. Each ship will teach a, a different topic, a different part of uh, evolution. Uh, uh, like medics. Get your words uh, out. Come on. Education, music, arts. You've got this. All the various things that man needs to learn. It will be a total and complete education. People will come Her blinking is freaking me out. Not sure she was really what I was expecting. She had a very extravagant outfit on. It was like Corella de Ville mixed with the Queen from yeah. space. 
Like she was to be a space queen. It felt like she had memorised a speech, but then she started ab-libbing at one point and then she couldn't get back on track after that and she couldn't remember quite what she was supposed to be saying. What I would say is that since her fella passed away, she's really made this story her own and elaborated on it, got more specific. She's committed to those 1,000 what we call aliens per ship. I was about to say, don't you mean 33,000? But then Yeah, you said per, per ship, ship yeah, yeah, so 33,000 in total. In 2001, hey? That she's been working with for thousands of years. Mm-hmm, because she was, I'm assuming she was Mary and the chap was Jesus, but mm-hmm. who knows, they could be yep. switching it up. Precisely. I don't even know where you found this story. So the media picked up on this, and Uriel became somewhat of a minor celebrity. She appeared on shows like Late Night with David Letterman and also built her own studio which produced hundreds of videos that would go on to air on public access stations in the 80s. Is she like the Tiger King of aliens? (laughs) She's got her own YouTube channel that's uploading all these videos. She got like an alien rival. God, I hope she has. They were becoming mainstream and that helped them open centres not only in the US but also in Canada and Nigeria. But with great power came great ridicule. (laughs) It's not where I thought you were going there. (laughs) As they started to get looked at from the outside as a flying saucer group. In 1984, Uriel declared something huge. Something so big that it would shake the very foundations of Earth to its core. Or, if not, at least get a genuine grey beard. What? Huh? In 1984, Uriel declared that Louis Spiegel had overcome his past negative karma as Lightbringer. Oh. The Fallen One. Oh. Lucifer. Satan. Himself. And gifted him the name Antares. So she's turned the devil pure? If yes. you believe that the devil is pure and you don't believe in the TV show Lucifer. You've shown me a photo of Spiegel, is a I assume. a picture of the reincarnation of <laughs> Lucifer himself. He's got a massive Lewis ear. Spiegel. His ear is half the size of his head. This I don't really know what to say about him. Um, oh, I, He reminds me of someone from a TV show, and this is a really bad comment because I can't think what the TV show is called. It's an old chap with grey hair. Yeah, that doesn't help. Bald in the middle, massive ear, looks kind of slightly pleased with himself in a black suit with a blue striped shirt and a very dark red... Oh, God, what's that TV show called? Dark red tie. Yeah. Is what he was going to say. Piss is not the name of the really well-known TV show. Ah, uh, that's gonna bother me all night, and I'm gonna message you at like three o'clock in the morning because it's come to me. Um, my mind is blown by some of the ridiculous shit that they've come out with here. Truthful. Why? Truthful. How did he overcome being the devil? Maybe it was doing all the good deeds with uh, curb Uriel. your enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm still going to message you that at like three in the morning. <laughs> He's kind of like the chap from that, but with a wider face. Yeah, he is. It's the best I've got other than my granddad 
who sadly is no longer with us and no one's going to recognise other than me and my family, of course. Anything else before I continue? Uh, I'm struggling to remember what we've just covered, to be honest. This one has been so bonkers. I can imagine Letterman had quite a lot of fun with them. Mm. Did you see the video? No. No, okay. Yeah, I think I kind of jumped in with my main thoughts around Alien Tiger King. They're they're spreading almost like missionaries, aren't they? Or like, um, is it Mormon? Yeah, it's Mormons who sent people to settle in other areas and convert people to the religion and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So Uriel claimed that she was in constant communication with beings in higher dimensions or spiritual planes, which they collectively called the Unarian Brotherhood. Why is it always so masculine? And Antares began channeling messages and prophecies, including one of a new planet called Myton, which would send a ship in 2001. Hey, back to 2001. Uriel was in control of the organisation for over 20 years and published over 80 books. But in 1988, at the age of 88, Uriel broke her hip. Oh, no. And from then on, her health started to decline. As it did, she had less physical contact with the members and claimed that she psychically communed with them daily. Did they verify? I have no verification. Some members weren't happy because in one of Antara's channelings, it was said that it was time for Uriel, who was still alive at the time, to return to the unseen world which went against a Unarian principle. This principle states that no matter how far advanced, never, ever (laughs) engage in interfering with or predicting future human activities. Many saw this as a power grab by Antares. Well, it is the devil. Uriel got worse and it got to the point where she was bedridden. She let the members know her work was over, and in 1993, Uriel passed away, and Antares took charge. This put to bed the prophecy of the fleet landing in 2001 and her being the emissary. However, in her will, she states that she will return with the Space Brothers. Right. So, I'm going to stick up for these fools. This does not put to bed the prophecy, because these people are reincarnated. They were Jesus and Mary. She could have been reincarnated the very moment she died in 1993. Then come 2001, these 33 alien ships land. That's a good point. She would Why? Be there as yeah. A child. Why is it suddenly off the table when she dies? If they're coming, they're coming. Surely, have faith, people. Was there any rivalry between Antares and Uriel, or was it just the people favoured Uriel being their long-term I think they leader? Favoured Uriel and didn't mm. like the fact that Antares was starting to uh, take the power, exert his will. S- someone's got to step in. Um, Most Unarians were sceptical about the predictions of a space fleet landing. Yet they stayed in. These Unarians felt that the predictions undermined the original mission of Ernest Norman. 
Thomas Miller was one such person and fell out with Uriel and Antares in the early 80s and left. The other members of the group that fought the same but didn't have the balls to either speak up with Miller or didn't realise it at that point started to speak up now and wanted to go back to the scientific beliefs of Ernest and disputed the importance of Uriel and the prophecies that concerned her. Antares died in December 1999, so he also didn't get to see the landing of the Space Brothers. Instead of having one leader, the organisation now has a board of directors to guide them. Their message, which they channelled, was that Uriel and Antares are now Space Brothers and are helping guide the world invisibly and that Space Brothers will not become visible to the human race until we become less warlike. So in 2001, the fleet landing didn't happen. I feel like I'm bleeding from my ears. What is going on? Uriel, the Archangel, and Antares are both dead. The organisation is now run by a small council, and they have centres in not only the US, Canada, and Nigeria, but also both New Zealand and Britain. Let's go. They've left the ideals of Uriel and gone back to their roots, which are now more in line with Ernest's thinking. I mean, Ernest was relatively wise in not sticking like dates on it. He said the ships are coming, but he left it open-ended. Left everything vague. Yeah, where they've gone wrong is starting to get specific with it. Because then when it doesn't happen, people are going to start asking questions sooner or later. I guess, ultimately, they want the planet to be less warlike, so that's not necessarily a bad goal, though they're going about this in interesting ways. Regardless, do we know where their centre is in Britain? No. However... I'm pretty sure we can look that up and find out. Road trip, baby! So to summarise, we have a self-proclaimed child prodigy in Ernest Norman. Indigo. Who starts off winning arguments with adults and moving objects with his mind before he goes on to palm reading and telling widows what happened to their husbands in the war. Oh, yeah. He starts lecturing in churches and travelling the country where he met Ruth. It's love at first sight. Before this, they were both at the same psychic convention and were both told the same prophecy. Once marrying a few weeks after meeting, (laughs) they set about completing the prophecy through the power of channeling. Through this power, they spoke to higher beings out of this world. They started their own organisation known as Unarius and wrote what they'd either been told or witnessed through the higher beings. These then became a series of books. Let's not forget, these two were the reincarnation of Jesus El Savior Christ and Mary Magdalene. Your tongue is like a pneumatic drill. (laughs) I know. And one of their core beliefs was that a landing would occur by the Space Brothers. Shortly after writing this final book, Ernest passed away, leaving Ruth in charge. Ruth began channeling more and more. The messages came thick and fast. Under Ruth's reign, they hit the mainstream. She appeared on Late Night with Letterman and also built her own studio, 
which put out shows on public access. There were more former lives, including one in which she was an Atlantean. She changed her name to Oceana before changing it again to Uriel. Now Uriel the Archangel, the date of the Space Brothers meeting was adjusted to 2001. Getting a nosebleed. And it would be a fleet of 33 ships and Uriel would be the emissary for the Interplanetary Confederation. It was revealed in a channeling that one of the sub-channels, Louis Spiegel, was the reincarnation of Lucifer himself. And in getting rid of all his negative energy, he was bestowed a new name, Antares. After breaking her hip, Uriel's health started waning. And she was involved less and less. With Antares taking over, he started channeling, and during one channeling, he committed the worst of crimes and prophesied <laughs> that it was time Uriel returned to the unseen world. Was this a prophecy or a power grab? When Uriel passed, power went to Antares, and there were some rumblings from others that didn't like the new direction Uriel and Antares had taken them in. In 1999, Antares passed away, and power went to a small council, and the teachings reverted back along the lines of Ernest's teachings. In 2001, the fleet didn't come, and the council claimed that Uriel and Antares were with the Space Brothers, and that they will all work invisibly until Earth becomes less warlike. Fuck. Me. That was a lot. Apologies if I've missed anything. Now, Greybeard, is this a case of alien intelligence controlling and sending messages to humans on Earth? Or is this a case of a crazed cult gone too far? Right. Before you answer, it's just a few little pictures there for you. Okay, before I get to the pictures, just over that summary, one thing occurred to me. When these folks met each other before getting married a few weeks later, did they instantly click and come up with this idea to make money? Or did they both absolutely believe it? They both got told the prophecy and they met and it was love at first sight. And then they... Okay, I've just scrolled into the pictures. What are these people wearing? I don't even know. She's got like a rainbow Mac of sorts or a cape. Cape on but it's the chap behind her i don't know who that is i have no idea and i but don't know what he's wearing he's dressed like banana man almost with less blue so it's just one of our boys one of our followers i just i don't even know i'm gonna move on okay that looks like a sex party it is uriel dressed all in white with her magic lollipop wand again She's got a bunch of half-naked angels in skirts, male angels in skirts at the bottom, and female angels in dresses beside her head. Looks like an angel orgy. Very unusual. Yeah. I mean, do you really want me to conclude on this? <laughs> um, you've done this show before, right? I'm not saying that it was aliens. I'm saying these people are knobs. <laughs> bit strong Which... they've made me feel quite strongly against them i came into this one thinking i'm going to keep an open mind and like be polite about them all the way to the end but there's been several points through this one 
like about the people with disabilities, about the reading the palms of distraught people during the war. Just, yeah, rubs me up the wrong way. Totally get that. I, however, will also not be saying that this is aliens. It's one of those ones where I think they'd done it. I don't know. I don't want to say if they'd done it for money. Sex alien orgy cult on the side? Or if they just done it for fun and then realised that they were getting... Getting traction? Yeah. And all these people were actually believing what they were saying. I think in some way, Ernest probably believed the spiritual side of what he was saying. And I think Ruth just wanted to take it for a ride and be kind of centre of attention. Because if you look at all our outfits, they're all, look at me, look at me. Mm. I'm like... Yeah, very extravagant cult yeah. leader. Whereas I think Ernest just wanted, like, not a new spiritual... Guide, but he, he just had wanted... a vision for the world, perhaps, and he yeah, wanted a better place. He's like no war and whatnot. I mean, the palm reading stuff and all that stuff was horrid. Yeah, yeah. but I still think he I wasn't mean... that fussed with it being. Yes, he mentioned that he got. Oh, he did go to Venus and Mars and shit. But... <laughs> You're not really making me feel any better about them. No, I was just trying to not fight his corner. But say that he was more in line with the spirituality of it. She wanted the attention and just took it for a ride. Like you said in that video, she had a script and then she started I to... got about the video. She literally just ad-libbed and then yeah. lost where the fuck she was and started making shit up. Yeah. Like, we will learn music and education, the arts and... Mm-hmm. Struggled and then just started naming topics that you learn at school. Mm. So, yeah, for me, this is not aliens. Thank you for joining us this week. As always, I have been Moonwalker and he has been Greybeard. You can find us on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast, on Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and in our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers. We're also at But It Was Aliens and we are now also on Patreon at But It Was Aliens we have current tiers including bonus episodes outside of the extraterrestrial and an exclusive But It Was Aliens t-shirt have you ever seen a cat that wasn't yours outside your window that wasn't a cat remember the truth is up there Hash tag once I was watching TV yeah. and uh, bearing in mind I don't own a cat. A cat just walked through into my living room. <laughs> <laughs> what the frick? That wasn't a cat. Mm-hmm.